This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 178, the return of dot, dot, dot. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Palmer. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Strangers and Aliens. This is the podcast where we take a little bit of Christianity and a little bit of pop culture, shake it together, and see what pops up. <laughs> I am Steve McDonald, and the, the giggles you hear off to the left and the right of me are Ben Avery. I'm just ready to see what pops up. <laughs> and uh, Evan David. Hi, I'm new here. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yes, tonight, today, we just, whenever you get this, we're going to be talking about characters who appeared in something and then much later appeared in something else that was part of the original but not intended to be part of the original so you get that sort of but the the original didn't intend for it yes to be yeah yes the way i see it is it's characters that age in real time that's the way I see it too. Right. Also, okay. the way I explained it to you guys on the, yeah, on the message thread. I was just right. putting it more into like a like an, an exciting sort of I wonder what's going to come next type of a feel to it. And you know, instead what, of well, go instead ahead. of what you instead of what you guys had. Yeah. Well, here's what made me think of this, and it, it's there's a handful of TV shows that have been doing this uh, on TV right now. There's also been a really large blockbuster movie. That we've had a moratorium on talking about, but I think we can lift that now. We've we've got a, a couple of months removed from it now, um, <laughs> where they've they've done this, and it, it just got me thinking about bringing back old characters, bringing back old heroes, bringing back people who we thought were gone and we wouldn't see again, and then they bring them back and say, "Where are they now?" And they use the same actors. And so they have to age the characters and they have to write the story in order to accommodate the aging of the actors. Right. So I've got a small list here. I've got some old lists. I mean, old things on my list and some new things on my list. And you guys have some lists, right? I have no list. None. Okay. No, my, my list is exactly the same as yours. So <laughs> that'll make it a lot easier to converse about. Yeah. Evan, do you have your list? I do. Is it an actual list? It is an actual list. Well, it's it's a digital actual list on my phone, but well, that makes yeah. it an actual list. I mean, it's not just you saying I'm going to say whatever you say, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I like wrong answer. Myself, you 
Wrong answer. You are new here. You need to think as I think and do as I do. Steve, go, Steve knows the night. Steve knows the score. I know the score. I've been the new guy on what three of your podcasts now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. I mean, it took you 170 episodes for this one to not be the new guy. That's right. But man, it's been a long time. Happy I can help. <laughs> So you've got your your list. I don't really know how to to start going through this other than to just start going through it. I don't know. Well, how about just pick out the one that is most iconic so people can get a good idea of what we're looking at, and then we can just sort of talk about the other ones. All right. Well, Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. Exactly where I was going to go. They they did this. You know, they had them. They were lost on the island, and you know, they could never get off the island ever. And so they just when they canceled the show, they were still on the island. And so what did they do? Well, a few years later on TV, they were rescued from the island. How were they rescued? They tied all their houses together in the middle of a typhoon. And then they were rescued. Escape from Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Believe it or from- not, I have seen this. <laughs> now, this then, we've talked about this on the show before. I mean, how could you not talk about Escape from Gilligan's Island? But they they got away. They get back to our world, the real world. Time has moved on. And this is a a theme that you're going to find in a lot of these is time has moved on. But have the characters, uh, do they have a place in this world now? And they they don't. They don't have a place in this world. And they they come back together and it's Christmas time. And they're going to go on a trip together again with a reunion. And, uh, you know, Ginger, she's being forced to do movies that she doesn't want to do because of um, things that are required of her, like four letter words. But then Gilligan inadvertently makes her producer realize that he should probably be doing more family friendly, family friendly fare. Why? Because of star Wars, it didn't have any four letter <laughs> words. It didn't have any of those things in it. Actually, Actually it did. did. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Well, not the four letter words that they were talking about anyway. Okay. And you know, they just, none of them had a, a place to feel like they belonged. And so they go on another tour, they get caught in another storm, they get thrown on another island. And the idiotic thing about this whole thing, which is, there's some pretty idiotic things, including, I think there's like Russian spy assassins. But um, the really idiotic thing is they end up on the same island, but you know how they know they're on the same island? Because they find the first boat. Yeah, but you know how they know it's the first boat? Because they have the Minnow 2 that they're on that gets lost. And just to show and to prove that it wasn't the Minnow 2 that they found the piece from, it actually says Minnow 1. <laughs> like, you don't like name, you name your it. boat with a number one on it. You just let it be assumed. And then yeah. if you're naming it 2, you add the 2. Are That's you listening, one. Boba Fett? Are you listening, Boba Fett? <sighs> Slave 1. Lame. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So yeah, that's that's what we're talking about. Now they actually then did a couple more TV movies where they opened up a resort on the island. Uh, the Globe Trotters came and played basketball against robots. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. This is, that, that's why this is this is in the realm of science fiction. This is you know it's a heavy duty science fiction. Oh, movie. there's been tons of science fiction on Gilligan's Island. Satellites landing and. All sorts of stuff like that. At least one robot has been landed on the island. But Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a wow moment. But that's what we're talking about. Now, what we're not talking about is when four of the cast members are in Alf's dream because he's been watching too much Gilligan's Island. 
<laughs> That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about they continue the story, but most of the time they weren't even considering this is going to be the continuation when they cancel it. It's just, oh, here's an opportunity to come back. The actors are in place. The the right people are in place in the studios that need to be in place, and they get the green light to make the next chapter. But the next chapter happens 10, 20, 30 years later. Yeah. So, guys, that's my iconic one. Is that what you were expecting? No, it was not. No. Well, what were you <laughs> expecting? I was expecting something like the moratorium that we're not allowed to talk about. Uh, you mean Star Wars? We can talk Wars? about it now. Yeah, I, I lifted the moratorium eight minutes ago. Star Where Wars. Where were you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's also maybe maybe one that we could talk about as being a, a pretty, pretty iconic, iconic. Yeah. iconic one. Yeah. Yeah, bringing back the main cast, letting us see where they've been for the last 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. So what do you think about that one then? Huh? About where I mean, we find our characters and what happens to them. Let me just uh, refer everyone to a couple episodes we did a while back there. And uh, you can get all our thoughts and opinions on the uh, the characters and what happened to them. Oh, that was easy. Yeah, we talked about that one pretty <laughs> extensively. I will say, though, there have been some articles recently coming from J.J. Abrams as he's doing a Cloverfield tour, mm -hmm. uh, press tour. He talked about some of the issues we've had with this, with the movie. I saw one of those today. That's just lame. What's he's lame? Very, What's lame? He's, he's very quickly becoming Jar Jar Abrams. No. <laughs> Apologizing for scenes in movies. and it's He's just... not apologizing. He's explaining the choices he made. He's also explaining the mistake. He, he said, well, this was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it that way. That's not an apology. That's just saying, oh, that was a mistake. And then. Owning up to it. Okay. Yeah. I guess your definition of an apology is different than mine. But that's what I was referring to. <laughs> well, my definition of apology is to say, I did something wrong. I'm sorry. I, I ask for your forgiveness. This is oh we we staged it wrong we 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 framed it wrong and, and then it got edited wrong. He's unapologetic in that he's like we framed it wrong too bad. No he he doesn't like it either. Okay so he might be I don't know apologetic about it would you say? No I don't think so. <laughs> I think there's a difference. An apology insinuates that you've done something morally wrong, or have harmed some harmed someone or hurt someone. You know, if you harm and point. hurt someone at the same time, you call it a herm. That's, that's what I was <laughs> saying when I said that. He hermed I, someone. I'm going to call you a herm from now on. <laughs> I'm the herm man. A herm my star. Uh, anyway, yeah, we've talked about that quite a bit, but that's really the one of the things that caused me to say, let's let's do this. Because Harrison Ford, he returned as another one of his iconic characters. He did. Uh, who had aged in real time, and they addressed the aging and the time passing. And, they and he's coming back. back again. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, boy. Of That's course, what they're saying. Of course, you know what we're talking about, right? Right? Yes, I do. His, his Indiana character. Jones. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I've not been on the podcast when you guys talk about the kingdom of the crystal skull. But what did you guys think of that? Did we talk about kingdom of the crystal skull? It's Chris, ah, pretty, crystal skull. I'm pretty sure we trashed it pretty well. If yeah. we talked about it. 
I think we did, at least in passing. We may, have, we may not have addressed it specifically, but... Well, what year was were... that? Oh, boy. Because uh, Last Crusade was like 89, right? That was the same year as Batman? Or was that the same I year as Batman so. Returns, like 91? Uh, Last Crusade was, I believe, in the 80s. I know it was yeah, 80s. So. Well, so it was 80, 89. Let's find out. Unless someone... Well, Ben, I just want to let you know. Knowledge. I just yeah. want to let you guys know the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for me is right up there with the Amazing Spider-Man Two. As you bad, it, huh? terrible movies, you loved it. Awful. I really liked it. There was stuff to like. I will not deny that. There was also plenty of stuff where it's just they made this and they thought it was a good idea. Uh, yeah, eighty-nine is Chris, uh, Last Crusade, and Crystal Skull was twenty years later in two thousand eight. So it was before our – was it before? How long have we been doing this? We haven't been doing this for seven <laughs> years or eight years. It's before our, our – yeah. Okay. Before we started doing anything with this. But yeah, I I liked seeing him back. I liked some of the things they brought back. And this is what they do when when you bring back your characters. You bring back the iconic parts of the characters. And so you have to do some what they call fan service or whatever. So you see the hat, you see the whip, he uses the whip, you hear the music cues. The this the episode or the the the, the movie itself, there are some great moments that would have been greater if there hadn't been other moments that were just kind of uh, terrible. Were, why yeah, do they need to do that? And I think it really comes down to for me, a big part of it is uh not using practical effects as much yeah. as they did. Um really could have been a stronger movie to me if they'd used practical effects and done a more because of that it would end up being a more realistic um action scenes especially like the the swinging in the vines with the monkeys and that kind of thing that just it it broke things down for me i i just i i, I turned against it a little bit when they did that that was the the only part i think in the film for me that uh that i shook my head at the rest of it Yes, it does look the most realistic because of all the CGI, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was hitting all the all the good action beats of the the previous ones. Uh, a, a lot of people complain about you know it, the different uh, the the big leap from the pulp sort of fiction to the science fiction angle, but that totally makes sense when you think about how the original three were set in the thirties in the most popular form of like fiction, I guess at the time that they're trying to emulate was that pulp fiction, the movie serials. Yeah. Yeah. And then you skip ahead to the, to the fifties and what's the, what's, what's then it's the science fiction, the aliens, that sort of thing. Black and white B movies. You got Roswell and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. To me, one interesting thing, if you look at it is if you take it in chronological order, so you're looking at, temple of doom first and you've got just this character who doesn't believe you know he, he doesn't believe in the other in in the supernatural and he's forced to confront that with this pagan mythology this pagan uh mysticality that comes to life that you know is it real is it fake and then no you have proof right there in front of your eyes and then with Raiders and with Temple or with uh, Last Crusade, it's kind of him. His eyes have been opened and now he's 
confronted with you know the reality of you know the the Hebrew God and then the reality of Christ, and it's kind of a nice, interesting progression. Thinking of things with Christianity, where you have this pagan stuff, but then you have this turn toward the the Hebrew God, and then you have the culmination of the Old Testament, the Hebrew God, Hebrew God's Son, Christ. But then you have Crystal Skull, and it's kind of okay. Now we're moving on to New Age, and mm, we're moving yeah. on to this. Yeah. Uh, the supernatural is it really supernatural? Is it that kind of MCU supernatural where it's you know Thor and his Asgard are just an alien race, and are all these other things then you know they become tainted a little bit maybe by the, the reality of aliens in his world? But at the same time, where else are you going to go? Yeah, you know, like anywhere but that. Ugh. You can find Noah's hairbrush. <laughs> the Samson's hair, Samson's hairbrush, Noah's umbrella. That's right. <laughs> Noah's hairbrush. <laughs> oh, guys, someday we need to do my Samson story. That, Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Do it right now. Yeah. We're Samson. Pause and do that. Samson 2.0. Yep. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I think I think there's something to it. I, it's not the most original thing in the world, but it was when I originally thought of it. All right, Steve, what do you got? I am going to go with Tron. Nice. That's on my list. It's not because on my list. He, here you have a, a guy in, you know, the, in Tron Legacy where he's himself that age, but he also, through CGI, is able to recreate himself at the age that he did the original movie. Yeah. So you get it's like the best of both worlds. I mean, I'm not arguing that that Tron Legacy is a perfect movie. It's not the best um, of both movies, but right. But you get an actor who can actually uh, pull it off. I mean, Lloyd Bridges is not that. Not Lloyd old. Bridges. Not Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> Jeff Bridges no. is not that old that he can't, you know, pull off the the swagger of the old Jeff Bridges or the old Lloyd Bridges. I'll argue, but that notwithstanding. You see him, you know, acting his age and you also see him, you know, in that in that other role. And I think very well done. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is another one of those tropes that we're going to be looking at here is the, the poor mistakes that have been made between then and now mm-hmm. putting those characters in, in this case. You know, he's setting the stage for a new character to come in and be a part of the, the storyline. But it's to come and rescue him or to find him. You know, it's his dad, you know, and uh, and that's another thing that, yeah, well, Crystal Skull. That's another thing that bothered me about Crystal Skull with Sheila Booth. <laughs> the, that character just didn't do much for me. Yeah, I think they were they were looking for a name to attach to it. And with Tron, they have. That other guy, I don't even know his name, but I've seen the movie a couple of times. But it, it doesn't matter because he does a well enough job for what he he's supposed to do. With Shia LaBeouf, it's just it's Shia LaBeouf, you know. And it feels like, and this isn't always bad. It feels like they they wrote the 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 role for him. Yeah. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it wasn't intended that way. But I feel like he was doing the part because of who he was. Not because they, you know, sifted through 200 auditions to find the right guy. Mm-hmm. It could be. 
I enjoy Shia LaBeouf's acting. I'm not saying I enjoy a lot of his movies, uh, like the Transformers movies, <laughs> but I enjoy his acting in those movies. I think he's he's fun to watch. I think he's funny. I think he's funny elsewhere. I didn't like him in Crystal Skull. No, I haven't seen Holes or whatever that movie is. Oh, he's good in that. Yeah, I've I've heard good things about him in that. And I think he does a great job with what he's been given in Transformers. Yeah, as do I, <laughs> even though I really can't advocate those movies in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Transformers. There's more than meets the eye, but not much. Not much. The fourth one was watchable for me. And I, lo- I loved you guys' review on it. It was hilarious. <laughs> so thoughts on Tron for you then? For me? Yeah. Tron Legacy? Uh, Tron Legacy? I I liked it. It was okay. Um, like you always say, it's a giant glorified music video, basically. Um, it, I just watched it recently, and it, 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 it does drag for me. The movie does. But I like the... As, and as far as what we're talking about, I liked how they brought us back into that world, how... Jeff Bridges' character has been is aged in real time, and I like how they didn't just reboot it or it's set so far in the future that we don't even touch the lives of the original characters. I liked how they did that, um, and I agree with you, Steve. Uh, he he's the best part of the movie. Jeff Bridges is because he plays Clue and he plays Flynn, and I I liked it a lot. I didn't necessarily like what they did with his character. Uh, well, I guess. I don't know if they did anything with this character because I don't know if he was always like so new agey in the first one. I can't remember. But they really took um, it up a few notches. Yeah, the the first one, I think it it explored a little bit more about religious belief. Okay. And it, it wasn't as, you know, Zen and meditation-y and stuff like that. It was more general, but I think it was it was talking about religious belief how the how the the programs believed in the the programmers yeah. they believed yeah. that there was that there was something out there and in the 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 other things knew that they were out there but were trying to suppress that almost like you know the, the pharisaical uh uh you know suppressing of that knowledge when they said you know if if Jesus keeps doing these things that he's doing and they know that he's doing them then we're going to lose our jobs you know, <laughs> if this guy turns out to really be the Messiah, then we're out of a job, you know? So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why they, they tried to kill him. And one of the reasons why they tried to suppress him is because they felt as though their jobs were in danger, you know? And, and these, these, uh, rogue programs that are trying to, to, you know, brainwash the, the other ones and make them fight each other and everything. They know the truth, you know, they know that there's something out there because master program talks to that guy with the big you know i ipad desk so yeah. he, he knows <laughs> he knows that that there's something out there and he's in one part he just he just blurts it out to one of the uh, this you know second in command type guys and it's just like and you can see on his face that the guy is just horrified he's like wait a minute what did you just say you just you just said that there's a god out there and we're trying to tell people that there's not a god you know and it's it's just that that sense of wait a minute what <laughs> yeah but they don't try to make it christian they don't try to make it anything in particular 
but it's a very interesting examination of, you know, religious fanaticism and, um, and religious suppression. Yeah. And religious suppression. Exactly. Well, what I find interesting about Tron legacy is that you have Tron, which basically was remade as the matrix. I mean, they're, they almost go beat for beat. There is <laughs> a lot of similarities between the first Tron and the Matrix. And then the question is, okay, how do we come back now? After the Matrix was this huge, huge thing, how do we come back to that Tron world and tell a story that's not going to look like we're ripping off the Matrix? You know, it's the, it's the John Carter conundrum. Yeah. Where we have taken so much from John Carter and made Superman and Star Wars and all these sci-fi and superhero and space things. How do we do John Carter without people thinking, oh, we're just ripping off right. all these other things that that really ripped off John Carter? Right. But yeah, yeah. the that's a good one, Steve. Uh, you lied. You said that you were just going to do my list, but... I thought that was on your list. It was not. Well, how it can it not, not be on your list? I don't know. It was an oversight on my part. Well, I'm just saying that it was part of your list, but perhaps you hadn't written it down yet. Well, it's written down now. Well, there you go. So, so now it's a part list. of my list. See? Yeah. So, so you, I didn't lie. Well, I, I was doing that to save face for you, Steve. I didn't. I don't. I don't need my face saved by you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need my of face saved people. by you or anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save my own face if it needs saving, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hey, here's a here's one that I don't think it might be on your list if you're trying to copy my list. But uh, as far as I know, Evan, it's not going to be on your list because I don't okay. think you saw the first one or the second one. But Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. This came out of nowhere. I yeah. was not aware of anything like the, the sequel. But Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago about that. Uh, when it came out, we went and saw it in the theater it just blew our minds, uh, my, my friends and I, and got it on DVD, watched it over and over again. Uh, I, I think I've seen that movie eight or nine times. Uh, wow. I now do not have the DVD anymore. That was one of those that I ended up selling. Uh, to Actually, when we went on a camping trip, I sold a bunch of DVDs and paid for our camping trip. Well, but there you go. But it's one that I'd seen it so many times, I just didn't see myself coming back to it. Uh, but it's it's this ballet of Kung Fu and, and martial martial arts and directed by Ang Lee. And And it's over the top fantasy. It totally is. Totally is. And it's, it's the idea of this, you know, they have such control over their bodies. They're able to make themselves as light as feathers so they can walk on the, the, the tips of bamboo branches or make themselves incredibly, incredibly dense so that they step on someone's foot and they can't, pull their foot away because right. it's just pinned between the their other the their opponent's foot and the ground and wonderful wonderful sword play um i think the reason i saw it was because matrix had just come out and like the the stunt director or the fight choreographer from the matrix was had worked on this movie and that's how I, i'm pretty sure that's how they they promoted it here in the states but yeah over the top as far as the kinds of moves they're making, they're jumping up on roofs, they're running across rooftops, they're, you know, flying towards each other. And, but then there's this love story of, you know, just can I let myself love when I shouldn't 
you know, because we, we don't allow ourselves to show emotion to each other and, and those kind of things. And then you have young, a young hero who she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life. And I loved that movie loved the operative word. I don't know if I still would, if I watch it again now, it's probably been six or seven years since I've seen it. But then all of a sudden out of nowhere, an ad pops up on Netflix that it's a Netflix original movie. In other words, someone made this movie, made a deal with Netflix to distribute it in the States and just like a sci-fi movie uh, for the sci-fi channel. But it's called crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Oh man. I lost the title. Uh, Something about the sword. I think it's crouching tiger, hidden dragon, aging actors, sword of destiny. That's what it is. (laughs) Oh, I might be wrong. Sort of destiny. But here's the thing. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Yeoh returns. I believe she's the only returning actor. There may be a couple minor, minor characters or something like that. Uh, they brought in Diana Yen uh, to take the place of, oh, who played the, who was that in the original? Good grief. My brain is just not, not working sure. today. Um, yeah, it's the... Uh, yeah, you know who he is. Um, Chow. Oh, Chow Young Fat. Chow Young Fat. Yeah, Chow Young Fat. He yep. takes that place because uh, Chow Young Fat doesn't survive the original movie. But Michelle oh. Yeoh has aged in real time. The movie has now passed through time, and we are 15 years later. And what is she up to? And how is she feeling about the choices she's made? And, and the world around her has changed. Um, but not too much in, in this movie. And I have to say, I really enjoyed it. I don't think I'm going to watch it eight or nine times, but, <laughs> but I did enjoy watching it again. And sometime in the, in a year or two, I may just watch both of them back to back. This back. one wasn't as lyrical. It didn't have the same lyrical pacing. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon had a very slow pace. Sword of Destiny has a slow ish pace, but it's, you know, it's, it's not made by the same person. It's not an angry movie at all. And it, it has some of the same kind of over the top fighting. Uh, they do a little more CGI than they did in the original, but it's forgivable, but barely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's, that's another one that, that, uh, more recent, actually, probably the most recent of all these that we're talking about. Yeah, but it just came out. Just came out of nowhere. I did not expect this, but got very. I was cautiously excited when I saw that they were doing it, uh, and then when I watched it, I was started getting more excited when I started hearing again the music cues returning. Uh, that was a soundtrack that I listened to over and over and over again. A lot of Armor Quest was written with that soundtrack. <laughs> um. There you go. Yeah. So Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. All right, I got one. That's mine. All right. Uh, The character that is aging in this movie is an island called Isla Nublar. And we've left it back in 1992 and didn't come back until 2015. You guys know what I'm talking it's, about? It's an island. It's an island. But it's a special island. Is this a cheat? Is this one of it, your cheats? Because I know oh, you guys are going to cheat on some of these. It's not a cheat because it's 
it totally applies. We left it back in 1992, didn't come back until uh, 2015. It's in the same continuity, and it's in are a new talking, movie. Are we talking about actors? We're talking about Jurassic Park, man. Because <laughs> none of the, you know, none of the characters necessarily no, returned. No, none of them returned. But the island did, and the the little, you know, the the visitor center is still there, and so is the banner that fell down when the T Rex walked in there at the end and saved everybody from the Raptors. It's all still there. It's a place. And it's aged well. It does age in real time. A person. It does. But it aged in real time. I don't know. I'm counting it. (laughs) I mean, there's there's really no way for us to reject this other than me editing this out. And you know how I feel about editing. (laughs) I do feel pretty safe right now. Edit it. (laughs) Edit it. Oh, okay. We've talked about this, though. We've talked about Jurassic World, you and I, Evan. Yes. I don't know. Steve, have we talked about it with you? Have you talked? Have you seen Jurassic World? I haven't seen the new one, no. Oh, okay. Oh, Steve. No, it's not not that I I don't want to. It's just that I haven't had a chance to. This is worse than me not knowing about the Fairy Queen. No, no, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's apples and oranges here. I'm going to go with apples and oranges. Uh it's two very, very different things. Very, so, very, 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 very yeah, different yeah. things, yes. <laughs> and it's not like I, I don't know about it. I know about it and I want to see it. I just haven't had the opportunity. <laughs> the, the, the Jurassic Park stuff doesn't really touch me as much because of the, you know, the heavy uh, influence of on evolution and that whole that whole aspect of it. So, you know, it doesn't it doesn't get me as much as other things do. And but yet, dinosaurs. And yet, dinosaurs are cool. Dinosaurs are cool, but but consider you know, this, guys. Consider this: Jurassic Park, as it exists. I mean, you have the people who believe in all the stuff that they believe, which is realistic because people working with that kind of thing would believe that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But these dinosaurs could not be there if it wasn't for some form of intelligent design. Yeah. This is not yeah. random happenstance that brought these dinosaurs back to life on these islands. It's intelligence. Yep. Now it's yep. human intelligence, but it's one of those things where, you know, it's not Godzilla. Well, he's just <laughs> okay. Well, actually, Godzilla is is still humans bringing him back, but yeah, it's still human uh, intelligent design because it came from the bomb. But it wasn't designed that way. <laughs> like, no, but still, it's but, be, because of the intelligent design of the bomb. A side effect of that was was Godzilla. Yeah. Now, new Godzilla. New reboot America Godzilla did not get created from the bomb. No, he couldn't be. How did he become something? He's God created him when he made the rest of the world, and then Godzilla just decided to go and live at the bottom of the ocean and only come out when he needed to go kill giant monsters. So, like Godzilla and Cthulhu are just hanging out together? Oh, no. I think Godzilla <laughs> killed Cthulhu. Wait, it's been a while. I need to watch That's that American one again. In his sleep. What? I need to watch that American one again. I haven't seen the most it yet. recent one, but they're coming out. Toho is doing a new Godzilla. Now, I don't know nice. if it's Toho as existed before or if I don't know if there's any kind of you know bankruptcy or anything that happened. So this is like someone else who owns Toho or I'm not sure all the details there, but we're getting a man in suit style of Godzilla, if not an actual man in suit Godzilla. Yeah, 
I kind of I kind of gave up after Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Why? I don't know. I just I don't know if I gave up consciously, <laughs> but I just stopped watching them. Oh. Yeah, sometimes I mean, should... you just it's it's funny because sometimes you just reach a saturation point of some things. And it can be a band, it can be a series of movies, it can be a TV show and you're just you know, it's not like you consciously stop. You just stop. Yeah, you just you know, yeah. for whatever reason it is. You're not and choosing I, to be done, you just aren't doing it anymore. Yeah. And it can be, you know, because of something else in the world. You know, it's like you've just moved on from that whatever it is. I don't know though. I think now that I think about it, I think it might have been Mothra and how he turns into two tiny Asian women who talk to people. He doesn't turn into that. He does. They communicate with him. What? I'm pretty sure he turns into the little tiny Asian woman. I do not remember Mothra ever turning into the two twins. No, I no, don't they, I could, they are fairies. I haven't watched this since I was like 14, so yeah, maybe they, they are fairies <laughs> who communicate with Mothra. So like three years ago, Evan? <laughs> oh, oh, no. He <laughs> <We> went there. <laughs> just going just gonna to let it roll off my back like a there duck. <laughs> like a duck. <laughs> All right, Steve, what else you got? Um, Boy, wow. Uh Let's see. Cuz uh, I got more. If you guys run. No, I got lots. I got lots. Steve. Come on, there's I'll one. Just... Come on. Give me a hint. <laughs> we, we've talked about it already. Not in this episode, but in two other episodes. Just give me a hint. Give me a hint. I, I did. That was that was the hint. <laughs> we've had 180 episodes. We just <laughs> did two episodes about this particular return of characters that we liked who are coming back. Star Wars in real time, and they have their own TV show. It's a t- oh, 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 X Files. Yeah, that's X-Files. not on your yeah. list. It's well, is it on your list? Oh, absolutely. I guess that then means it's, it's on, on your list. list. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? Uh, the X Files. We have the you know it's it's this is kind of tricky because it's season ten, and Chris Carter al- already did a season ten comic book series he did so it's kind of weird that we have a season 10 and it's sort of not the same continuity but anyway that notwithstanding you have you you gotta separate the continuities you have the comic stuff and the screen stuff i know but if if it's the same right i mean if it's chris carter you would think i mean like if if george lucas wrote splinter of the mind's eye you would think that would be in continuity even if it wasn't made into a movie but it wasn't. But you know, Chris Carter did the series, so you would think it would be a little bit. You know, it would it would get that grace. No. But he's he's you know said right out, but you know he's he's con- conflicted some things uh, from the series. So the the car- the comic book series. But anyway, that's not what's standing. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're talking about the uh, epic six part uh season six episode season i don't know what that means but it's just those characters coming back and you know a couple of monsters of the week a couple of uh new mythos episodes and they're looking at things in a different way and and all that stuff and i it did not hit me any way that i really wanted to (laughs) well it could have hit you much differently if they had ended it differently 
well, even that, there was just so many episodes, and, and granted, some of it was because of my personal baggage. There was, uh, you know, episodes where people in, you know, a, a mother dying in a hospital, and my mom died in a hospital, so that was bringing back a lot of those memories. But there was a lot of drug references and stuff like that, and I felt it was more uncomfortable to watch than it was funny. Um, things like that where it was played for humor, but it, to me, it wasn't, I, I just had a lot of, not personally, but a lot of uh, people in my life who have been affected negatively, some of them fatally by drugs. And it's just not funny. Um, especially when it's, it's supposedly played for humor and it just, it doesn't, it doesn't get me. So there was a lot of that stuff in there where perhaps it was my baggage that was causing it not to not to affect me the way the original series did, but um, you know that's that's that. I I didn't but like Steve, it. If they had given you a fantastic finale, if they had done what I expected them to do in the sixth episode, then yes, and they did. We we'd be they, singing a different song here. They, they might be, and I I probably would have given it that grace by saying, you know, if you just take the first episode and last episode and watch those together, you get this huge cool movie. And, you know, great finish to the whole thing and, you know, sums it up. And it even gives a little, you know, tease where maybe they could come back. Who knows? But They gave a little tease about maybe they could come back. It wasn't a little tease. (laughs) It was a smack in the face where, hey, we're either coming back or not. And if we don't come back, then you get no. Too bad. Yeah. (sighs) So so anyway, that's 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 my nutshell right there. What did you think, Ben? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm not quite as extreme on my response as far as how how much I liked the other stuff that was going on. But that ending, it just if they come back with a season 11, then I'll be very forgiving of that ending they gave us. But only if they come back with season 11 and say, here's some really good stuff again and it's going to be really good. And now we're going to give you at least a little bit of a wrap up. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was fun to see them again. It was fun to see Jillian Anderson, David Duchovny, the characters. Yeah. I I did enjoy seeing the character interplay again. And I enjoyed the one scene where um, Mulder is talking to Scully, but doesn't give her a chance to respond as he's responding with what she would say. And it is exactly what she would say. And so he has the whole conversation by himself while she's just sitting there, doesn't have a chance to say anything. Because now I know you're going to say this, but and you're right about this. It was funny, and it was seeing those characters back together again. Yeah, I think they sort of you could you could sense their age that they had aged uh, yes. a little bit more. Uh, they didn't have that liveliness that you were used to them having, um, but you did get uh, Einstein and. Uh, the other one, the you know, the the basic guy, the, yeah. the, the the new clones mm-hmm. of <laughs> Mulder and Scully. Um, so you know, at least you got that, and they were uh, you know more active, more you know doing stuff, and and brought you back to that original series sense. Uh, and they were in what two episodes, so two or three. Yeah. So you you know you at least got that. So they were they were trying to to bridge that gap. Um, so you, you know that was that was a positive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so another TV show, same kind of thing. Uh, Heroes Reborn. Coming ah. back to that same world, seeing uh, Noah, HRG, Horn Rim Glasses Man, 
coming back, um, you get to see Hero again. There's other characters you get to see. It was nice to see them again. They used the same actors for the ones that they could bring back. And the ones that they couldn't, they either didn't reference or they did reference, but they were referenced in the past tense. Um, but it was definitely a, you know, this is what now, I don't know if it's 10 years quite since, since season four of heroes, but yeah, I, I, I like the return and I like the, the opportunity that they gave to give some of these characters an ending because season four of heroes ended on a cliffhanger more or less. Yep. And, and this was our opportunity to see them come back again and say, this is what's happened since then. And now we're telling a story that's going forward a little bit. We got a little bit of a new generation kind of thing going on here. And so even though there's certain characters who aren't here, their parents, you know, were they they were those characters have become parents now and these are their children. And so even like Micah, um he he's back and it was just it was just good to see those characters. It wasn't the greatest series of all time. Yeah. But I have to say, I was pretty satisfied with the ending. Absolutely. Uh, unlike X-Files. X-Files, it was the opposite. I liked the individual episodes, but then we get to the ending and just, oh, just slap in the face kind of thing. But Heroes Reborn, I liked the ending when we got to it. Yeah, I, they, I, when they revealed what was going to happen at the end, I, I was like, okay, that's that's good and sad, but good. Yeah. But it's that trope of here's our children and they're they're taking on our our role. And it's you know the natural passage of time. We get old, we pass on things to our children, and hopefully we're passing on the right things to them so they're gonna do the things do things better than we did, or you know, expand on the stuff that we've we've we were doing before. So no season two of Heroes Reborn though. It's done. Yep. Yep. Which is okay. I'm okay with that. But they did more of like what you were saying, Steve. They left hints. We could come back, and if we come back, here's where we're going to go. But they didn't quite do the X-Files. The world is dying. (laughs) See you next time. Oh, yeah. Maybe. (laughs) This is the end. Not uh, not good. I I have a a different take on heroes, so I just I have not watched anything since uh, I watched very briefly something of of epi- of uh, season two. But the way that season one ended was so amazingly terrible, I could not get back into it, and I had no interest in the second the reboot. Well, it's not a reboot. It's a direct continuation in real Whatever time. It is. Yeah. I, I don't even care. Don't call it a reboot <laughs> if it's not a reboot. Don't call it a reboot. I've been here for years. It's a uh, yeah, painful, I painful definition when I see people call things reboots when it's just a continuation. It's yeah, not I, new. It's not I new. Didn't like, I didn't watch the reboot, so. <laughs> ah, so. you kill it, me, Steve. I can feel pain in my heart. A reboot wasn't even like, like people didn't even know what that was until the Incredible Hulk came out, you know? No, like that, we, we knew what it was. What, what? We knew what it was. Well, we knew what it was, but we hadn't coined the term, I don't think. The the general population hadn't coined the term reboot yet. Maybe. Mm, 
I think so. I, I, well, I'm not going to do the search right now to prove you wrong. Okay. But maybe well, I am while you give me your next title. <laughs> well, I could, I could talk about a lot of things. I'm just going to, I'm just going to list a couple here because I know we, we can't go on forever, but you just pick whatever you want to talk about out of my list here. All right. We got, I've, I've got, uh, Independence Day. I've got Spock. I got Rocky. Wait, wait, wait. I got the Muppets. Independence Day? Yes. Hasn't come out yet. It has not. So, but I'm, I'm Tell interested us about in it. it. I'm excited to see it. The trailer looks cool. They got Jeff Goldblum. Sign me up. I don't even care that Will Smith's not in it because they got Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I don't want Will Smith in it. Okay. I don't. I, I mean, he was fine enough, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see. Go ahead. You don't need him. You don't need him. Yeah. He was, he was great for the first one. You don't, you don't need him. You got the president, the best pre- movie president ever. He's in there. Can't remember his actor's name. Best movie president ever. So that's better than Harrison Ford and Air Force you, One. You know, I haven't seen Air Force One. And oh, I would say, I, I would say that it, he is better than Harrison Ford. Wow. Just wow. Harrison Ford does the Han Solo thing better than Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman being Lone Star from Spaceballs. But Bill Pullman does the president thing better than Harrison Ford. Mm. If you say so. I'm, I am saying so. It's exactly by the what way, I'm saying. W- Wikipedia says the first reboot in film was uh, the reboot of The Hunchback of Notre Dame from 1923. Yeah, but they wouldn't have called it that. In 1930. Yeah. That's not when they coined the phrase. I mean, the phrase reboot comes from, the phrase reboot comes from obviously like computer rebooting. Mm-hmm. And then I'm I'm trying to find out when is it first applied to fiction. And I can't I'm not, find any kind I'm of I'm not saying when it was first applied to fiction, Ben. I'm saying when it first entered into the public consciousness as a thing. I'm, I'm thinking it's the Incredible Hulk. No. I, I don't what, I don't think I mean that's what, ten years ago? What leads yeah. you to believe no. that it was the Incredible Hulk? Because that's because the first that's time when you saw it. That's when everybody started talking about it in popular culture on the talk shows and the, everything. Uh, that's, that's the first time you noticed it. I bet. Yeah. I don't know. Because no, I remember people were asking, like, what is a reboot? Can you define a reboot for us? What is that? And then who's, they were having people come on people? shows and explain. I don't know, people on the internet. Yeah, your people... th- third grade friends. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. I'm sorry. I was in college. Thank you very much. No, I... I, I, I'm pretty sure it was before then, though. Actually, I was not in college. I was a traveling missionary, but I was college age. Thank you. So, um, okay. So, what else did you have in there in that list? I had Spock. I had Full House. I had Rocky. Full I House. had the Muppets. I have Rocky. I, I haven't seen Creed, but Rocky Balboa was was doing this as well, where he he aged in real time. Yeah. You have Spock, but you have Spock because of the new track, right? Yeah, because uh, it's still part of the original chrono- chronology. But I have Spock, not Spock, I have Star Trek because of Star Trek the motion picture. Okay. Which is, you know, an early example of this, but yep, they got to go back on the big screen. They were coming off of developing a TV show called Star Trek Phase 2, but they ended up yeah. not doing that. And with Star Wars coming along, they they made it into a a big budget motion picture. And yeah, they were had aged in real time. And this is where I think I first noticed this kind of thing where they are referencing 
on the screen, we have aged. And hmm. more so in Star Trek 2, but even in Star Trek The Motion Picture, there's these ideas of the characters have had lives since the TV show. And Spock is trying to, you know, do the Colonar thing where he's going to be, you know, pure logic. And Captain Kirk is an admiral now. And he's sitting behind a desk and he regrets it. And he's actually jumping at the chance to do this mission. They want him to do the mission, but he wants the mission because he wants to get back in the captain's chair again. And there's the young people. You have Decker, you know, who's who was going to captain the Enterprise, but Kirk takes command from him, from the young guy who was supposed to be taking over. And and then in Star Trek Two, like that's where Kirk gets glasses for his birthday because his eyes are getting bad. Yeah. And they're having, you know, he actually the birthday element is a big theme at the beginning of Star Trek two, where it's my birthday, I am aging. And then he meets a son that he never knew he had. So he's facing consequences of his youthful indiscretions. And, you know, he doesn't, didn't realize what he had done to Carol Marcus's life Mm -hmm. so long ago. And, and so they're moving on and, and aging, you know, and, and choosing, are we going to age gracefully or not? Um, and, and so that's one of those. I, I love those themes. And I was I was young when I started noticing those and thinking, oh, man, that's really interesting that Captain Kirk is getting old. And, of course, he's still doing flying leaps, you know, five moving la- movies later <laughs> yeah. to, you know, save people from being killed and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. But you're talking about New Trek with with your with your Spock, who's aging now yes. into the 2000, what, eight, 2009. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like that it is still original chronology. And yeah, that was a, that was a great thing that they did. And it's if you if you look at Star Trek, the original series as Kirk's story, that's one thing. But Spock becomes a through line through that into next generation mm-hmm. and then into yeah. the new Star Trek. Yeah. Like there's there's yeah. a series of episodes you could watch to make a nice mini series about Spock. Yeah, in fact, when I'm I'm bringing my son up to speed to watch the new movies, and we watched very little of the Next Generation, but we did watch the Spock episodes because that's the link, that's the Lynch mm-hmm. pin, you know. So <clears throat> he can see this actor play the same character, and it's a different series, a different time, et cetera, et cetera. So when he sees the same actor play the same character in the new movies, it won't be wait a minute, what? I don't get it. Is that the old guy with the, you know, it's, it's more of a natural, oh, okay. You know, it's, it's time warping and stuff like that, but it's still the same guy and stuff like, just like in the next generation. So yeah, we're, uh, we're making sure that that's happening. But they reference in the movie, they reference the work that he did with the Romulans and then did Mm -hmm. what we are talking about here where they say, you know, in a sentence or two, fill in the gap between last time we saw him in unification and they reference him later on in the series. But last time we saw him, he was working with the Romulans, trying to reunify the Romulans and the Vulcans. And now he is feeling responsible for what happened in the, in the not the reboot movie, but the, the, the new movie. He's feeling responsible for what happened to Romulus, to the, mm-hmm. the, the Romulan homeworld. Yeah. And because that was part of his work there. And... It's it's I like that element a lot. I know a lot of people who did not 
because they felt like it erased everything. But actually, it feels more like a culmination of everything, at least as far as the original series and Spock is concerned. Yep, it honors all of it and it gives you a whole new you know universe so literally to to uh, examine to to adventure through question is how well have they done so well (laughs) (laughs) i liked into darkness well enough but i haven't seen it since theaters some good and some bad there's some good and some bad yeah yeah uh i had godzilla and the reason i have that is because uh they've done this a number of times where they'll take the original movie that that's kind of the uh, fixed point in time, the original Godzilla movie. And then they'll do a couple movies that are continuations of that. But that happened 50 years ago. And now <laughs> we're doing this story. And then, oh, that actually happened, you know, 60 years ago or whatever it is. And they'll, they'll start over again. So they're rebooting the continuity that happens after the movie. But they're always starting with that movie as the starting point mm. of of the Godzilla series, and then and then they'll start over again after a couple movies. And sometimes there'll just be one movie set in that continuity. But right, but it, uh, that first movie is always, always not a hundred percent. I'm sure there's a few that didn't weren't direct continuations, especially the American ones. But yeah. All right, I've got one last one. Okay, it's my it's my cheating one. All right, let's hear I it. I feel like so, but I really like it. Uh, and it's not a movie, but it is a character that travels through several movies in real time, and it is Max Goof. I have no idea who that is. Goofy's son. Oh, okay. He. He was, well, I guess he premiered long ago, not as Max Goof. He was Goofy Jr., but as Max Goof, he appeared first in 1992 in the Goof Troop television show. He was 11 years old, and he did whatever he did in that show. The next time he appeared was in 1995, so three years later when he was 14, in the Goofy movie where he's now a freshman in high school. Then he appeared next in the Extremely Goofy movie, in the year 2000, five years later, in real time, when he is 19 <laughs> years old, and he is going to college at 19, and or 18, I don't know. And then uh, next he appears in Disney's House of Mouse at in 2001 at the age of 20, where he is, I guess, working in between classes at the House of Mouse being a valet parking guy. And then the last time we've seen him was in uh, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas in 2004, where he is 23, and he is bringing home a lady friend from college to meet uh, his father. Interesting. Yes. So he has aged in real time as a cartoon character. Yeah. Huh. I know. Isn't that interesting? pretty cool except so, for the fact that he's not like an actual person so we can't see the actual aging of him i mean you can no we can't he's a cartoon character but he still ages in real time so you can see the aging of his cartoon character persona right. in real time but, 
but what I'm saying is he's a cartoon, so we can't actually see him aging. He's just he has the appearance of aging because of the you know the the sequential appearances. That's why it's a cheat, Steve. Yeah, that's why it's, yeah, a that's cheat. why it's a cheat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Fair enough. We'll take the cheat. All right, Thank you very much. We'll take the cheat. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I I mean, there are a lot more. I, Firefly kind of did this. Doctor Who did that where mm-hmm. uh, the doctor comes back and it's more the character, though. It's not the aging of the actors who have returned, except for actors from the doctor's past, like Sarah Jane. But one of the doctors, um, oh, what is it? The fourth doctor uh, reappears and he is at his own advanced age. Uh, I'm trying to remember when that was. Well, they was. do that a number of times where they'll bring back the doctors and what are you going to do? You know, you, you, you cannot hide 20 years of age and yeah. make them look like they looked 20 years ago. And so when they do a reunion show or, or a, a special, which those are cool episodes where it's, you know, the three doctors or the five doctors. Yeah. Or uh, with all the stuff around the 50th anniversary, where there was all sorts of these doctors are coming together and mm-hmm. and or we're referencing them or we're seeing glimpses of them. But as far as aging goes in real time, it's not the doctors who are aging in real time. It's the characters who were there like Sarah Jane and some other other characters that they they age in real time. And, and then they bring them back and, oh, now she's older, but. She's still up for an adventure because she's still a companion. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have really anything else other than uh, the one I, w- I just watched with my kids. where We watched the reunion movies for Six Million Dollar Man and Bionic Woman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which and he those actually had an ending. That's what was kind of cool. Right. Is the first two were meant to be pilot episodes. So we're going to do next generation. We're going to bring back a new Six Million Dollar Man. Only it's his son who has the exact same accident, exact same injuries. Of course. Um, so it's kid flash. <laughs> and then they have, you know, the next one where it's Sandra Bullock and she has, uh, she starts out as like a, a paraplegic or a quadriplegic and they give her bionics. And so she's able to be a, um, Olympic athlete basically. And, and be a spy on the inside for an Olympic event or Olympic style of event. But then the third one bionic ever after <laughs> is all about, it's it's about Steve and Jamie and it's kind of wrapping up that relationship and where do we go? And can we ever have a normal life together? They have a bionic baby. They do not have a bionic baby because that's not how bionics work. They would have a regular baby. <laughs> what? We get if two hurt. bionic people have a baby. It's a bionic baby. But uh, yeah, that's oh, and, and they did have to dance around the idea of how does Steve have a son without him having done something sinful, and so you they brought in the idea of he had a wife who. <laughs> uh, let's see if I get this right. He had a wife. He was working hard and basically had left her, uh, but then she died. So he didn't divorce her and he didn't cheat on her because that was all between when he first met Jamie 
when they were young and when Jamie came back into the show where she, you know, she's a, a lost love who comes on the show and, and has an accident and needs to get bionics. In between there is when he had this this wife and this child and the child was sent to um, his in-laws uh, because that they could provide a better life than this aloof astronaut guy. So, so that's how they played that up. But yeah, Bionic Ever After? Question mark. Will they get married or won't they? I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> well, Evan also brought up uh, the Incredible Hulk, and actually, when he, when he mentioned it, I thought he was bringing up <laughs> yeah. the Incredible Hulk, the movies that they did after the uh, totally the same yeah. idea. Yeah, the first two were meant to be pilot episodes for Daredevil and Thor. Mm-hmm. And then the third one was the wrapping up culmination of the show. Yeah. It's called Death of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I don't want to spoil how it ends, though. But, you know, let's just say it wraps things up. <laughs> <laughs> and it may have elicited a lump in my throat watching it in high school. And we, as we an can adult. say it has a a fatal twist, we could say. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, that, that movie is horrible except for the last, like <laughs> bringing you up to what actually leads to the end, which I'm not going to spoil, but once you get to that end, it's a haunting moment as the end happens. Hmm. Unfortunately, it's not that great. <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, then. Well, I think that's it for me, then. Is I think that... we covered the, yeah. the big things. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would ask, then, anyone who wants to send us their thoughts about uh, people returning. Um. Oh, we didn't talk about Alien Nation. Oh, that was yeah, a good animation, return. Yeah. And Red Dwarf, that was a good return as well. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the Muppets. Uh, that, yeah, they didn't age, but they actually refer to them not aging. I mean, they're just the same as they were. In the new movie? In the first movie that they did when they came back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, time had passed around them. Yes. And that seems to be the element here. And and maybe as I'm getting old, maybe I'm 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 uh maybe I'm I'm identifying with that, maybe. The world moving around me. And do I have a place in the world? <laughs> you know? Because that, that that really is a theme we're kind of seeing here is do I have yeah. a place in this world? And then a lot of the answers to that, do I have a place in this world, kind of comes back to it's our children. You know, our, our place in this world has been given to our children. Even if it means really, really strong coincidences <laughs> that my children have the exact same powers that I do or mm-hmm. accidentally find a spaceship that leads them to <laughs> my, my family or um, <laughs> have the exact same accident that causes them to have the exact same injuries to require the exact same mechanical enhancements, except for an added laser in the eye. 
<laughs> oh. Oh, sorry. Spoiler for. We always uh, want our kids to be better than we were. That's true. That's true. Right. Which and, I had a laser you know, eye. the laser eye, that's quite an upgrade for a child to have. So I know. But if you have any uh, dear listener as you're sitting there listening by the fire, sipping your favorite beverage of maybe it's a root beer float. We'll go with yes. a float. You're sipping your float and you're thinking to yourself, but what about blank that you missed? Well, let us know what we missed. And we will try and do a feedback episode coming soon if we can pull together all of the various feedbacks that we have that yeah. have gotten gotten lost in some of the shuffles. So Some feeding back would be good. Yeah. All right. Well, any final words here, Steve? Uh, no. No? I should come up with some final words. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that. I'm making a list right now. Final words. That's my final word. I'm Evan? making a list of final words. Evan, any final words for you? Like all the characters we talked about tonight, I'll be back. Nice. That's yeah, another one. Terminator Salvation. Terminator. <laughs> Not Salvation. Terminator Gen Y uh, Gen Y Size. Jesus. Gen Well, and all I have to say. As usual, thank you for listening and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandalien.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening. Okay, post-credit real quick. On my screen, I'm looking at a character who has come back, and he's holding a Captain America shield, but it's not Captain America. That's not real-time aging. It's not, but I still want to talk about it, and I don't think we need to do a whole episode on this. On on a trailer? Yeah, on a trailer. kind of people do full episodes on trailers? (laughs) I know. That would be ridiculous. I've done that a couple times. Uh, I'd never be a part of a podcast like that. No, of course not. I've done it a couple times. What do you want to talk about? I'm talking about Marvel's Captain America Civil War trailer number two with the grand unveiling of the MCU Spider-Man. Can Mm -hmm. we talk about it? Sure. Have you seen it? Yeah. What do you think? Um, I think I've realized how much that, uh, Iron Man is the bad guy. Ah, <laughs> nice. Why do you say that? Excellent. Uh, Iron Man in that trailer is the bad guy. Well, and it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. We are meant to side with Captain America partially because it's his movie. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm I'm looking at this and thinking to myself, you know what? We are not meant to sympathize or empathize with Tony Stark. Tony. Oh. oh, I I did. Oh, I totally did. You would emphasize uh, empathize with his stance. But no, 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 no. I'm talking about I, with him in the trailer. I don't. They knocked Rhodey out of the sky, and he may or may not be dead. Yes. If he is, I'm ticked at Captain America, and I don't really care about Bucky. Who or cares are about you, Bucky? He are you way more time with Rhodey. It. He probably deserved it. Are you ticked at Tony Stark, who pushed them into that corner? We don't know that. Captain America is an instigator just as much as Tony Stark is. But anyway, there's Spider-Man, and Spider-Man is on Iron Man's team. Yeah. He's a kid. He doesn't understand. Yeah, he's dumb. It's a dumb, dumb genius. <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about youth, man. You know, kid superheroes, they follow the cool guy. Who's the well, cool guy? Tony Stark. In America, his eyes move. Now, yeah. it's it's cool. I well, like. you know, the the character might be cool, but I mean, you know, you might just get another, you know storyline like you know uh, spider-man 2 and 3 from the original series which was just disgustingly bad so you know you, you you can hope for the best i mean most likely he'll he'll see the light and turn to captain america's side so you know we can just hope for that oh yeah I definitely see. i'm hoping for the best here with this yeah. spider-man yeah i'm sure we'll get to this when we do a, a civil war episode but i don't know if i'm I don't know if I'm rooting for Cap on this one. How can you not? I mean, you're always rooting for Cap. I mean, if I, you, I if usually you know am, you're... and it's really bumming me out because everything he's doing in these trailers is upsetting me. Yeah, but he's doing it for the right, for the good. You know that because it's Cap. No, America. he's not. Well, here, he's doing here's it to bail out his buddy. It's the same thing that's going to happen with the comic book of Civil War, which is quite simply, very simple. They're trying to set up two sides that you agree with. The one side, Tony Stark's side, is actually the side that most people would end up on. Right. But Captain America is the side that they build up as the right side in the story. No, but in this movie, though, they've added the extra element of Bucky. And that's the part they're emphasizing to me in these trailers, where the reason he's making these choices is not because of the freedom of the superheroes or your freedom to make your own choices. It's because I need to watch my robot-armed friends back, and I'm going to do whatever it takes Maybe. to do that. Maybe. You know what Bucky is to me in this trailer? What? He's the guy you don't want on your side. He's the guy who's like, I totally agree with you, Evan, and everyone who doesn't agree with you, they're stupid jerks, and I'm going to go after them. And you're like, no, 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 don't do that. We, we have an argument we can make without having to go out like punch them in the face. We can actually talk. No, man, I'm going after them, buddy, and, and you don't want that guy on your side. You know, you, he's, he's, he's the guy who, you know, he's the po- politician who he's like, yeah, I'm going to say everything that you agree with, but then I'm going to take it one step further and, and just going to be like, you know what? And, and you're a jerk for not agreeing with me and I'm going to kick you in the kneecap. Yeah. That's what jerk. Bucky feels like to me in this is like, he's really? out there doing all this stuff and it's just like, you're totally ruining my argument, Bucky. If you would just not be out there, not trying to shoot Tony Stark in the face. 
we would be able to win our side of the argument, but now I have to yeah. go out and offend you. Yeah. You know what I hate is people who overreact. I'd like to kill every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't do that. So I'm excited for Spider-Man. I want to see him on the screen. I want to see this movie. It looks really, really good. But I will say that um, the trailer, I feel like they're setting up Tony Stark as, as the, the scapegoat, the bad guy. And if they do, kudos to them. You know why? More power to him. Because Tony Stark, honestly, he's not a good person. No, he's, bad guy. <laughs> no, he's not. Nope. So, so hopefully they will they will you know change all the mistakes that they made in uh, the the comic book of, of Civil War number seven, you know the ha- last half of it where Captain America apparently loses his mind. So, <clears throat> but anyway, hopefully they'll uh, they'll come around to their senses on that and obviously let him win, or you know whatever their version is of it. So we'll save that conversation for the actual Civil War episode. Sounds like a plan. All right, all gentlemen. Right. That's that. Thank you, guys. Later. God bless you, guys.